0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Shifter Spirits podcast. I'm your host, Slade Robertson. For 11 years, I've been a professional intuitive and the author of the blog, Shifter Spirits, where I try to write about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most new age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. Today, I want to share some of my thoughts about atheism and psychic ability. It's not an especially long episode, but events this week have put me in a sensitive place regarding religion, and by sensitive, I mean over it. It's Friday, August 18th, 2017, as I record this, and I've just admittedly broken my own code of not making politically divisive posts on social media. If you're listening from the future, this was the week of the events in Charlottesville, Virginia, where Heather Heyer was killed at a neo-Nazi rally. I won't go into all of that here. If you're interested in hearing my thoughts on the subject, I've posted an original piece on Facebook and on Medium.com, so feel free to friend me or check that out. I received a lot of support and a little bit of really ugly backlash. I probably won't be doing this again anytime soon. But I wanted to go on record at least once about where my line is. I do believe that silence can be seen as support or approval. And I've been thinking a lot about the Edmund Burke quote, "...the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing." So I felt triggered to do some not-nothing. As always, I have an oracle segment at the end of this show. Be thinking about a question or a concern you have. Hold it in your mind. And I'll come back on at the end after the final links and credits and leave you with an extra message. But before I forget, this is the last time I'll be recording before the solar eclipse. It's weird to try and imagine what I may be thinking or feeling about all of that by the time you hear this. It might take a week or two for my real-life introduction segments to catch up with all the processing we're probably doing in real time. It's been a volatile time. One of my closest friends, Lacey, lost her mother to cancer last week, and a lot of my energy is with her right now. This is episode 24. My intention is to do episodes in runs of 12 with a week off. My first mini-season came out at like 13 or something slightly off because, well, I was just starting this podcast and trying to find a rhythm for it. And I failed to communicate when I took that first break. So I want to be sure and let you know, if you're listening in real time, we will skip next week. This allows me to plan breaks throughout the year so that Linda and I can catch up on production and transcription and have a little bit of a buffer on putting out these shows. I want to take a moment to say thank you to my newest supporters on Patreon, Jason Chen and Chris Lin. I appreciate all of you who have pledged your support and I'm really excited to see these new names each week. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and you want it to continue. That's very encouraging to me, so thank you. You too can support my time in producing this show and you can support Linda who transcribes all the words by pledging on Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, listeners who support on Patreon can also access bonus Q&A episodes where you send in questions, I record answers to them, and they go out to patrons of the show exclusively. So if you want to find out how you can become a patron, especially if you would like the transcription to continue, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash shiftyourspirits. And now, here's today's episode. What if all this spiritual stuff is bullshit? What if it is all magical thinking? I fantasize sometimes about being an atheist. I actually daydream about it. You know, like, especially when I'm feeling super conflicted about religion and religious fundamentalism and terrorism and politics and some of the places where i see the most evil in the world and where i feel the most triggered um it's usually around religion it would just be easier for me if i could be an atheist the intellectual side of me wouldn't feel quite as much discomfort um my ego also wouldn't worry about being judged as a religious person, or a superstitious person, or a flake. To be honest, I'm still not comfortable with how closely what I do and put out into the world does resemble religion or religiosity. I think religion is literally mankind's worst invention. I can make an argument that just about any social ill or self-inflicted problem of the human race can be traced back to religion somehow, some way. But you know, the magical part of me is resentful. I feel like religion stole the magic tools and misappropriated them. I admit to wanting to play with those same tools and, and speaking much of that same language. And a part of me just really doesn't like that. The vast majority of us try to express this conundrum as being spiritual but not religious. And there's a part of me that badly wants to rail against the whole thing just to kind of simplify everything and not have to wade through the questions and the contradictions and the mysteries that we really can't pin down. I don't want to be associated with anything that has a whiff of religiosity to it. And I want to be able to freely and clearly, without complication, say, you know, this is all a bunch of bullshit. So much of it is. um, It's all badly muddled. Yet, here I am trying to explain what I and others experience to harness that, to make it useful to us in some way. And I go through this internal checklist, you know, trying to test what I can dismiss. It's definitely easy for me to imagine you can be psychic without necessarily believing in spirits or religion or God. Psychic ability could simply be a biotechnology, Like any other function in our bodies and minds, there's a lot of amazing, complicated, involuntary stuff happening within our biological vessels. There could be other explanations for what we perceive as the presence of spirits. I always think one day there will be scientifically supported biological explanations for psychic ability, spiritual phenomenon... We're always reading those cool science pieces that other people share on Facebook about interconnection and the mind's impact on the body and evidence or proof of some mystical wisdom. It's one of the reasons I loved having Dr. Keith Holden on the show several episodes ago to talk about the mind and healing. Maybe spirits are a kind of cellular memory, it's, you know, ancestral intelligence passed through our DNA. The Native Americans believed in something like this. And if you ever read Dune by Frank Herbert, one of the all-time classics of science fiction, there is an order of witches called the Bene Gesserit who can access the intelligence of all the women who preceded them matrilineally as biological ancestors. It's like having the voice of every mother and grandmother before you as an enormous hive mind of counselors within your own head so that when you meditate or go in or pray, you're actually conversing with this huge council of intelligence. After the episode about dreamwalking, one of my listeners, Sterling, wrote to me and proposed the theory that we remote-view others in our dreams and help them during crises. And the person receiving that assistance may experience it as a spiritual presence. Like, what if our guides are living people connecting to us psychically, just on another plane? What if all this stuff is symbolic thinking? You know, it's true in some way, but representative of something else, like icons on a touch screen what if what we perceive to be spiritual phenomena is a kind of user interface with parts of our intellectual technology and consciousness we don't fully understand how to access and use yet i hate to think about how a few hundred years from now i will be viewed as a misguided superstitious idiot with good intentions and bad information But here's the one stumper. What do we do with synchronicity? My friend Lacey pointed out it's the one phenomenon where everyone experiences it regardless of belief. Atheists still experience synchronicity, right? So how do they explain it to themselves? I'd love to know, but I doubt there are any atheists listening to this show right now. If you know of one or you know of some books or links, I'd love for you to share them with me. Weirdly, yesterday, randomly, I stumbled upon a blog post I had written almost 10 years ago called Atheism and ESP. I didn't even remember writing this thing, but um, I wanted to share that story with you right now. Can an atheist be psychic? Mark, an evangelical youth minister, asked me this question last weekend at the coffee house. The Wi-Fi cafe, where I go to write in the afternoons and on weekends, is the favorite mobile office for a lot of ministers in the community where I live. You might assume I would prefer to be surrounded by a flock of bright-eyed New Agers, but not only is an environment like that unlikely to exist in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it wouldn't necessarily appeal to me, I'm comforted by diversity. There are a few Buddhist monks here and there, plenty of college students and professors, and even a few techno-pagans, usually in the evenings, but the overwhelming number of regulars whose work weeks kind of resemble my own are Christian preachers. We each have our own preferred table, our couch, our spot where we play modern scribe on laptop week after week. I can't say that they see the resemblance between our roles as much as I do, but they behave as if it's true, and actions are what counts. If the cafe were filled with mystics who wanted to chat, I'd never get anything accomplished. And besides, I see the distances and the differences as a promising vision of a sort of interfaith future where we respect each other as people first, regardless of our vocabularies. Even though Mark is Pentecostal, he experiences a high level of clairaudience that is more similar to my own than most people I've met. He's even confessed his ability to me to ensure more understanding between us. Just like anyone I meet on my path, my goal is always to communicate permission for you to believe what you will and encouragement for you to create the world you want to live in. I politely refuse to argue theology, politics, or define the source with anyone. Last time I allowed myself to engage in that kind of conversation, I almost lost Mark. He asked me by whose authority my abilities are endowed, and I succinctly responded, mine. Now don't fret, I quickly appended the statement when I saw the light in his eyes go dim, and I sort of picked up this silent keyword, heresy, being flashed at me. You already know the source resembles your own in a way that words and definitions only confuse why don't you repeat your question and ask my source directly this time and not me? I mentally stood back, stood down from the protection I normally project and received his quick, shy, telepathic probe. It was interesting to note that he went straight for my guides and they answered him directly. Mark looked flushed and slightly embarrassed, but the Pinched eyebrows relaxed and his face softened with a kind of childlike smile. He suddenly looked hopeful and happy, like he'd just heard something wonderful and clever. Guess he found the authority he needed in there. The one my personal labels could not have affirmed for him. Now reassured, Mark respects me and trusts me enough to still ask me brilliant, challenging questions once in a while. But not to challenge me more to share with me the ways in which he feels challenged. So back to last Saturday, when Mark turned around in his chair, peeked over my laptop, and asked me, can an atheist be psychic? Absolutely, I said. I feel that psychic abilities, extrasensory, perceptive abilities, are independent of any agenda we might attach to them. Look at it this way. You can draw a picture on a napkin without being an artist. You can sing in the shower without being a musician. You can talk without being a speaker. You know, when something tastes delicious, whether or not you can deconstruct the recipe and whip it up yourself in the kitchen. The mechanics of the senses have no predetermined goal. See, only a day prior to this question... I began participating in a university study which profiles psychic abilities or extrasensory perception from a purely clinical scientific perspective. I've grown so used to attaching my own faith and personal understanding of the supernatural that I'd actually forgotten that academic ESP literature rarely addresses religion or spirituality at all. You don't just have five biological senses, you actually have nine. Your psychic faculties exist and are constantly available to you regardless of any belief system. Your body, certain regions of your body, act as antenna. You receive and process information using your four extra senses, much as you do the five you're most familiar with. You don't have to believe in anything to be able to see, see, hear, taste, smell, feel, feel. You can interact with, respond to, receive information from, and communicate with your environment, especially with other people or other living things in your environment, regardless of what you believe or don't believe. How you process, define, identify who, what, or where the information comes from is another conversation entirely. You don't have to see radio waves to use them in your everyday life. You don't have to believe in electricity to flip switches. You don't have to understand the way light behaves as both waves and particles to be able to see. I feel that anyone can strengthen their psychic senses. You are psychic. You use these senses all the time. You don't have to sit down and pray once a week to be able to smell. You don't have to remember to hear when you wake up in the morning. Now, who it is you may be hearing, that's another story. have this other daydream where it goes a little, little further where one day I just come out and reveal to you guys that I'm a psychic atheist and I sort of pivot everything I do and write about and I just start taking out gutting all the spiritual stuff just to make it easier because here's the thing I can still do readings the information I get is still accurate and useful The source of this information is what I'm questioning here. I think even the Akashic records, in theory, could be retained in a philosophy of psychic atheism. So, does this conversation make you feel uncomfortable? Or does it spark your imagination in some way? I don't know. I just wanted to talk about this, to put it out there and see what comes back. Does anything about this resonate with you? I'd love to know. Send me an email. Talk to me. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you use to access podcasts. You don't have to use the purple button on your iPhone. Some people don't like that app. My personal favorite podcast app is Overcast, so check that one out. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message, an answer to a question or a concern you may have, so take a moment to think about that. Hold it in your mind or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. If you're feeling hurt or angry about another person's behavior towards you, Now is the time to release the negative energy around those circumstances. If you hang on to it, it's going to attract more of the same. Anger and resentment are tough bonds, they're super glue. They keep you attached to the events that create initial suffering, they keep them alive within you, and it drains you. Forgiveness is not forgetting, it's not failing to resist. It's a clearing of energy that serves as the first step in creating room for peace and joy, so help to contribute your part in that. And if nothing else, forgive yourself for having unrealistic expectations of a situation that can't provide perfection. Perfectionism is one of the ways we sabotage ourselves. And I'll talk to you later.